I've never been on a TV show before, but are we supposed to be able to see the home audience? This week on the Story Song Podcast. everybody. Welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan Mackiner. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode we walk you through a story song, and this week, nobody's watching me, because this is a podcast. <laughs> um, but we're doing the song Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell, and this one is, uh, you know, look, this is going to come out like mid-October, so it's not quite Halloween yet, but it's getting a little spooky out there, guys. It is. We can all agree. You've probably seen a couple of ghouls and goblins out there. There's a lot of Halloween spice. decorations have been out in stores since like July. So <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, I think we're right. safe making this a mid-October Halloween special. That's right. Yeah, well, you're, used to those, you're used to those scarecrows in CVS just <laughs> staring at you. So Yeah, yeah. And this, this is a good one. This is, this is uh, gets grandfathered into the Halloween song rotation because <laughs> they're just like, I don't know, we don't have, we don't have a lot. Uh, so, so Rockwell gets to, to live on. Uh, but yeah, Rachel, of the, of the ten Halloween songs that there are, right? right. <laughs> like this one sort of fits. Uh, Rachel, tell us the, the story of this uh, story song. Well, it's pretty straightforward. Um, Rockwell, as he tells us, is just an average man, and he's mm-hmm. trying to go about his life, watching TV, taking a shower, but he always feels like somebody is looking over his shoulder. Somebody's watching him, and he doesn't know who it could be, mm-hmm. but it's somebody. And uh, he just gets falls deeper and deeper into a sense of paranoia. <laughs> right. That's well, the whole story. He, 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 he thinks perhaps the people on TV can see him. Yep. He thinks that, yeah, he doesn't want to take yeah, a yeah. He doesn't shower anymore, really. Uh, yeah, and yeah. he doesn't pick up the phone. Right. Exactly. Everyone is a suspect. Oh, my God. It's like Murder, She Wrote. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. This, this would be like if it was Murder, She Wrote, but everyone was just like, you know, Jessica's not very helpful um <laughs> we had a murder here in town and she said perhaps it was magnum pi who did it uh the man <laughs> she sees on her tv so yeah uh starting yeah. to think it's jessica i'm just an average man with an average life i work from nine to five hey hell i pay the price all i want is to be left alone in my average home but why do i always feel All right, so starting here at the top, I'm going to say something that's probably going to come as a surprise to you guys. Great. And that's this. Uh, I actually have some pretty hot takes on this song. <laughs> um, and this is a classic example. Cannot wait example. to hear them. Well, this is a classic example of a hot take about something that no one could possibly care about. Right. Uh, except possibly for me. I'm excited. To, I'm excited. That's the premise of the show. That's no, right. I know. I'm also excited to see how Dan does a hot take on it, and Michael and I both sit in silence for a second and then say, "Really, Dan? <laughs> well, let's let's see how this goes." I've always the song is anytime I hear this song, mm-hmm. which is surprisingly high considering it should have faded into obscurity. Right, right. But again, because of the Halloween connection, it gets pulled up every year. So every time I'm like, you know, like last year I was in a parking lot doing trunk or treat. 
with my daughter and this song came on and I was like, oh, this song. Because here's why. I don't think it's a terrible song. Okay. But I think, I think, and here's the hot take part. I think it's a huge missed opportunity. Um, because this could have been a really cool, creepy song, right? About a guy who thinks that like, you know, somebody's watching me. I have this weird feeling like all, you know, all this like weird stuff is happening, but I don't like, I don't have any like evidence, whatever. Mm -hmm. It could have been cool. And it could have been very similar to another sort of like second tier 80s song. Who can it be now? Right. By men at work. Uh Uh-huh. Do you guys, have you ever like listened closely to the lyrics of that one? No, I, um, I assume we'll do it at some point. I'm guessing less closely than you have. <laughs> so, well, anyway, he's like, there's somebody <laughs> knocking at the door and then it's like, you know, I can't make any sound or they'll hear me and they'll knock all day. And then, he, and then he's like, there's nothing wrong with my mental health, which is like, that was weird to bring up. <laughs> and then he's like, I like it here with my childhood friends. Like, I haven't heard anyone, please, like, please leave me alone. I haven't heard anyone. I'm here with my childhood friends. He- here they come, those feelings again. And you're like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Oh. Like, there's some sort of weird, like, and then he's like, I haven't heard anyone. And it's like, is that true? It sounds like maybe you have. Maybe the people who are pounding on your door is because you have hurt someone. Yeah. And they're coming to get you. Having said that, that's what this song should be, in my opinion. Right. And it's and it's not because Rockwell, and we're gonna get into it in a second. But Rockwell gets way too like it's too jokey. He does all like funny bits, and it's like no, 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 no. This should be like a cool paranoid. Like, what is <laughs> what actually is going on in this song? Like, is he crazy or is there someone who's actually watching? Get him. him. I mean, I have. I mean, I have some ideas. Um, okay, but. Uh, which I guess is again the point of this show, but um, but I I don't think, I mean I think for, I think that the song itself is is not really supposed to be an in depth uh you know psychological thriller. I think it is a bit of a novelty song. Um, right. I think even when he did it, you know, I think it was more. I think it was for him. It was more about the beats and the the music than about the lyrics. Um. But I do have some ideas how we can get deeper into what, what's going on here. All right. Um, so, Dan, basically, you wanted, like, a Kafka novel. <laughs> no, 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 no. But and I'm all saying... you got was Nady's pop song. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But I'm saying I think it's a missed opportunity because I think this could have been a really cool song. I think this uh-huh. is a song that is forgotten and, again, only gets dredged up by people who are doing Trunk or Treat and the like, and and the DJ is in his forties, like me, and remembers this song. And was like, "Oh, this is one I could play." Right. Um. But otherwise, it's forgotten. Okay. And all right. So let's start here at the top. And and as we get to these moments, I'll 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 let you know what I'm what I'm thinking about. Please do. But so first of all, it starts with who's watching. Tell me who's watching. Who's watching me? However, that is sung by a robot, which yes. are. To start with, now I'm on board. I'm like, oh, a robot? A robot singing this song? Okay. Well, so I was like, I, who's watching me? Um, there's also, I mean, there's also a lot of stuff going on. There's, I don't know who the threat is here for, right. is he afraid of robots? Maybe it is, maybe it's about, oh. see, this is the thing that I get into a little bit is, is he scared about, is this a big brother type of situation? Which is why it has like that, that robot sound. Is He's afraid right. of just the government and everybody in general spying on him. 
which right. listen, eighties Rockwell, you have nothing to worry about. Um, in the future, everybody has no everybody's uh in information is completely private and nobody shares anything <laughs> yeah, with everybody, fine. so you're fine. That premonition yeah. didn't come to come to pass, Rockwell. You're right. okay. Here- here in the future, we got it all figured out. Anyway, Don't share us on phone. Instagram, on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Send us a ticky talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, send us a ticky talk. I believe that's when you send someone an alarm clock in the mail. <laughs> that's right. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I like that, that it's like about a technological paranoia. Yeah. Right? Where it's like this creepy, because also- the song comes out at the end of 1983. Right. Right. What's the next year? 1984. Hello. Right. And everyone was, at the time, everyone was super worried about like, oh, this is it. It's like George Orwell's 1984 is going to happen. So there's probably a lot of that tension. And then in 1985, well. everyone was like, oh, that didn't happen. Okay, good. Whew. Yeah, Oof. yeah. We really, now let's all talk Take about- Take that, Orwell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, now let's talk about DeLoreans that travel in time because now that, <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, okay. Now so we can go robots- back in time, visit George Orwell, and be like, that didn't happen. <laughs> You're wrong. Dummy. Um, again, here in the future, everything is fine. Yeah. Everything is going well, <laughs> and there's nothing to worry about. Um, okay. So tell me who's watching, who's watching me. So then Rockwell comes in, and he says, I'm just an average man. With an average life. I work from nine to five. Hey, hell, I pay the price. All I want is to be left alone in my average home. But why do I always feel like I'm in the twilight zone? And I always feel like somebody's watching me. And I have no privacy. Whoa. I always feel like somebody's watching me. Tell me, is it just a dream? First of all, if, if you're starting, if you start a conversation with, hey, I'm just an average man with an average right. life, absolutely you're not. You're, yeah. you're, you're hiding something. You're, re- you're hiding something. I don't know what it is, but I don't trust you at all. So, well, especially I mean, if you yeah. say it in the beginning of your hit single. Um, <laughs> I think you're doing pretty good. So. Well, you know what's funny, too? I think that the thing that, that Rockwell should be scared about more so is that he's already settled into an average life. He's 19 when this song comes out. Mm-hmm. You got to live your, you should be, the most thing you should be scared about is that you're not going to live your life to the fullest, Rockwell, at 19, and you're just settling into your nine to five job, and you pay the price. What do you mean you pay the price? What? You, yeah. C- calm down. Calm down. Yeah, I mean, I like, I actually, in theory, could like that, because I think that's sort of playing into the paranoia, like this sort of, like you said, this sort of like technological, like, I'm just an, uh, uh, an automaton sort of paranoia, you know, right. of like I work from nine to five, I pay the price of like this weird like cap capitalist dystopia, right? Um but first of all, well as we'll get into later, uh Rockwell is definitely not an average man. Absolutely average not. <laughs> but we're gonna talk about that later. <laughs> that will be yes, that'll uh, be revealed later. But uh And not yeah. to to jump ahead, but if you've seen the music video, even in the video he like walks out onto the balcony of his clear, clearly what's like a mansion in like right. Beverly Hills. It's like, right. all right, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is not average. I just want an right. average home with a bunch of columns, three hot tubs, <laughs> and my own private zoo. Is that so much to ask for? Is that it? 
that's all like an average person had, right? Like a real baseline, like <laughs> totally, um, yeah. totally normal. So yeah, it is also funny where it's like, okay, I got, I'm, this is my first single, right? This is my, this is my, this is my chance to show the world to really dazzle everybody. What's the first line of my song? I'm an average man with an average life. Look, there's nothing <laughs> special about me. Nobody, everyone should just walk right past me. Don't move look along, at me. There's nothing. Move along. Yeah, nothing special about me. Uh, everyone, please listen to this song about how I'm just like you, and there's nothing exciting going on right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm an average man with an average life. I work from nine to five. Hell, I pay the price. All I want is to be left alone in my average home. But why do I always feel like I'm in the twilight. Um, this, I, this, I'm okay with this evoking of the twilight zone. We're going to have a lot of like pop culture references right. and like, th- th- this is kind of what I don't like about this, but this is okay. Right. Cause I feel like the twilight zone is a good example, right. Of like one of those, ep- those episodes where like, there's something going on, but you never quite figure out what it is. You know what I mean? Right. It's sort of this kind of general paranoia or even like when you do find you know it's not what you thought was happening the whole time so i like that that it's like okay i feel like i'm in the twilight zone like everything seems normal i'm an average person with an average life but i feel like somebody's watching me right like every time i i I just have this like feeling yeah that that someone's watching me right uh but who could it be like and 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 what and to what purpose and like what is the agenda here right Right. Well, I mean, he's uh, I mean, also it does he already starts off feeling really paranoid. All he wants to do is be left alone. So he doesn't have any family, doesn't sound like he has any friends. He just wants to be a shut-in in his home. That probably could help add to the paranoia feel to to him, you know? If you don't open yourself up to other people, oh. you're just going to think everybody's out to get you, Rockwell. So, yes. you know. Absolutely. And I think in in 2020 perhaps we're all feeling that. Right. Uh, a bit <laughs> right. more than normal. Yes. But yeah, like the, I mean, there was a time uh, when I was a young man when I, 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 I was fired uh, from a job and uh, I, was, I was looking for a new work, but I was home for about three weeks. Um, and it, at some point I realized I was basically turning into Boo Radley because I was home <laughs> by myself all day. Uh, and, you know, again, like within three weeks, I'd be like looking out the window like, what are those kids doing? It's true. <laughs> what are they up to? Listen, it. I I live in an apartment building, and at the beginning of the whole uh, of the whole shutdown, I would hear voices in the hallway, and all I would do, I have one of those old timey, um, uh, peepholes where you have mm-hmm. to lift up the metal, uh, the metal door to look outside. So I felt like an old curmudgeon every time I'd hear somebody in the hallway. You just hear the little metal door just go, yep. and I'd look yep. out with one eye, like, "Whoa, what are you doing out there?" <laughs> Don't you come near yeah. my door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. again, and I would be, like, so into, like, the comings and goings <laughs> right. of, like, my neighbors. People who, like, again, oh, two weeks earlier, I could not have picked up out of a lineup. I had no idea <laughs> right. who they were. And now I'm just like, mm, he comes home at 4 o'clock every day. That's weird. Like, I wonder what that is. Like, <laughs> Putting that in know, the book. Because he works, like, an early shift, you lunatic. Like, leave people <laughs> alone. Um... <laughs> So anyway, oh, they didn't pick up their newspaper again. Oh, oh very. I wonder why. Mm. I'm just gonna leave them out there, huh? Oh, look uh, at that. Mm, a lot of a uh, lot of liquor bottles in there. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh man! All right, so he feels like he's in the twilight zone. 
And then someone who's uh, suddenly a much better singer comes yeah. in uh, and says, I always <laughs> feel like somebody's watching me and I have no privacy. I always feel like somebody's watching me. Tell me, is this just a dream? So what is his life is a dream or is it like the his, this feeling of, of paranoia? Yeah, I think it's the paranoia. It's like a dream. I yeah. think he feels yeah, like yeah. I, I, this can't be happening to me. This has to just be a dream. I'll wake up at some right. point. Right, right, right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, does he feel like his whole life is a dream? Like he'll wake up and be like, "Oh no, that I I wasn't an average man with an average life." Oh, uh, who felt <laughs> I don't paranoid. Know. I'm uh, I'm Barry Gordy's kid. To uh, I can't to, wait. A, spoiler alert! Jeez, come on, man. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's Sorry. no, I think it's about the. Um, I guess no, we don't I, have to do the whole second part of this show today. Yeah, yeah jeez, no, Louise, we'll skip, we'll skip past Sorry. that part. I guess I'll just do it. I'll just do a behind the story of, I don't know, somebody else. Ma- yeah. How about Maxwell? Instead of Rockwell, I'll talk about the, the singer <laughs> Maxwell. Um, <laughs> then we'll talk a little bit about Taco and a little bit about Falco. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Call me on the phone. I'm trying to avoid that line. Now, well, that's the thing. Like, are these are these people who are just like normal people who would be calling him? Like, are these friends and family being like, "Hey, Rockwell, you okay? What's going on?" Or like bill collectors that, who you yep. know you don't want you, you don't want them calling, but they should be legitimately calling. See, or are these people that he like he's trying to avoid because they're like mean him harm? I think in it's, like a not you know official capacity. I think it's the yes. second one. I think this, along with the mm. final line, he is in <laughs> in an amazing amount of debt that he can't get himself okay. out of. So <laughs> okay. the people on the phone are all bill collectors that he's trying to avoid. He's just an average guy with a nine to five job and a and a mansion. So how is he right. paying for that mansion? <laughs> he's got debt out the wazoo. Now, do you think he's just deeply in debt, or is he deeply in debt because he's like going crazy and it's like? Not going to work, uh, you know, not making money, and then it's like I don't know, buying like prepper things or whatever, I would, or just like spending money on crazy stuff because he's like completely going off. The yeah, I was gonna say MREs are not cheap, and <laughs> building an underground bunker, you have to no. put on credit. Yeah, yeah. So believe me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, if he's afraid of ghosts, he's gonna need an EVP. He's gonna need a uh, buy. <laughs> Uh, a binaural, uh, what is that thing called? It's a recorder where they like listen for you know underground like ghost sounds. Um, they're gonna need an infrared. He's got a lot of stuff to get ready to prep for ghosting. Yeah, what is when the official like, heat name? Detecting cameras. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. What it? What is the official name for that very real thing where you can detect ghosts under the ground? Like, I'm trying to remember that very true and real thing that totally exists and is not a crazy fake scam. Listen. What is that thing called? You know, the the ghost in the ground detector, but it has like a name. You know what I mean? You know when there's like ghost. You know when you have like a house and then that like 
when you're buying it, they're like, hey, it's a bit of a fixed rubber because there's like totally ghosts in the ground. <laughs> anyway, it's a tricorder. Um, oh, okay, good. <laughs> no, I forget. I do forget what it's called. Oh. But no, <laughs> those things cost money. Mm-hmm. And you're going to put them on credit cards. And if you don't trust mm-hmm. anybody, you're not going to use your real name for the credit card. You're going to yeah, yeah. use. So you're committing credit fraud because you're paranoid. But hey, um, hey, our uh, our uh, pipes are a little backed up. The water's not flowing. Oh yeah, ghost, uh, ground ghost. Yeah, yeah, you guys, you got ground ghost. <laughs> got ghost in the ground. Yeah, yeah, you got, you got to get a tricorder. You got to get those ghosts out. I mean, first you got to find them, uh, and then you got to get, and then you got to sprinkle some, I don't know, fairy dust or whatever. This is all totally a true thing. You got that a ghost exists, well? So. Do you have a ghost well on the pr- premises? <laughs> no, I don't. Well, have a ghost well. well, you got to capture, you got to capture all those ghosts in a ghost well. we'll yeah, yeah, a, yeah, you we'll got to put, put a, a well yeah. on there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, ground ghosts, I mean, you know, they're as bad as moles. I mean, they, you know, you get them in your attic, uh, like squirrels, and they'll do a lot of damage. <laughs> Rockwell, Rockwell, let me tell you one thing. Here's, yeah. it's, e- it's so easy to use. Light mm. is green, trap is clean. <laughs> that's it. And that's all you need to know. Now, is, now listen, is your peace of mind worth mm-hmm. $15,000 with a $1,000 a month uh, maintenance? I don't know. You tell me, Rockwell. I mean, it sounds like a sounds like a bargain to me, that's, Rockwell. That's what I'm saying. Um, so okay. Well, I like the I like the um the debt idea. The only problem though is that then the next line is, can people on TV see me, or am I just paranoid? Yeah, the you're paranoid. The people on TV cannot see you, Rockwell. You're asking it like I mean, maybe like a, they can, you know, but that's just not how a TV works. Um, <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. I, yeah, yeah. The, but I, I think I think that the, the telephone thing is is beyond bill collectors. I think he thinks every time the phone rings, it's somebody who's like after him. Right. Right. Yeah. So you're going right. with the third one, Michael, where you, you just think that he is. I he, think he's he, just getting more and more paranoid. More and more paranoid. Yeah. 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 I mean, right. And again, and like, I mean, like, maybe maybe for good reason, maybe not. Right. Maybe somebody well, is after him. We'll talk right, about that I, video later. That's true. Sort of, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, there's sort of three options, right? There's he's just totally crazy and paranoid, or there is someone after him, and you know he's he's getting paranoid, or whatever. Um, or he like is crazy and paranoid, and then now, like like Rachel was saying, like then starts stuff starts to happen, right? Like if you stop paying your bills and like your house is falling apart, then people start like calling you, being like, "Hey, man, pay your bills." Right. So it's like it's one of those three where it's like it starts to, you know, it starts to build up. Right. Um, yeah. If if you're sort of like if you're not like if you sort of dropped out of society and you're not doing anything to like fix it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. But I mean, again, you know, he's cert- like this would be a thing or if you're like, hey, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a good example. Like, you know, like, hey, is my neighbor like acting weird or am I just paranoid? Like, it's possible your neighbor is acting weird. Right. Or it's possible that they're not and you're just paranoid. Right. But if you're like, are the people, do the people on TV see me or am I just paranoid? No, the people on TV definitely <laughs> do not see you. So, yes, you're par- like, that's not a casual question to ask. ask. You're definitely paranoid if you're under the impression that the people on TV can see you. Listen, uh, yeah, I mean. Because co- they can't. Yeah, listen. 1984 Rockwell, the people on TV cannot see you. There is not a time right. where you have a little camera, quote unquote, in <laughs> right. uh, in a screen where people can yeah. see you and you can talk that to them and have all right. meetings and stuff like <laughs> with interacting with people on your screen. I mean, that's, well, that's crazy, Rockwell. 
I think you would still be paranoid, but at least it wouldn't be that insane to be like, I think someone built a camera into my TV. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And the, and someone is watching me, but not to be like, I think Alex B. Keaton can see me. Yeah. No. That was filmed months ago. Like yeah. he he's not he's not looking at you. I'm Don't worried worry that Marcus well. Welby is staring at me. Right. <laughs> exactly. In fairness, yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. a kid, when I when I was a a, a young gal and uh, I I dreamed that Alex P. Keaton could see me through the TV. I was like, Rockwell, I mean, I'm there with you, buddy. So then let's move on to he says, when I'm in the shower, I'm afraid to wash my hair because I might open my eyes and find someone standing there. Um, we can start there because that would be very scary. Very if scary. If you were to open your eyes and someone is standing, not like in the bathroom, but literally in the shower with you. Right. Uh, that, that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be a good one uh, for, the old, for the old scare. Um, I don't think my ticker could, uh, could take that. <laughs> no, that would be um, terrifying. That, and that's not a ticky talk. That's something else. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of – this is one where I can kind of get on Rockwell's side because when I was a kid, I was terrified to close my eyes while, uh, while, while washing myself uh, <laughs> for fear that, that I would open my eyes and there would be, uh, you know, a monster or something there. Um, but so, okay. So then uh, – I think that – so, I mean, I could see this um, if you're living alone – and maybe you have a creaky house because you are very vulnerable in the shower. I mean, there's oh yeah, and there's I mean, there's nothing for you to do if you if you open your eyes and you see someone standing there. What are you gonna do? That's why I always keep mace and pepper spray in the in the <laughs> sure. shower just in case. Yeah, 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 yeah. And hey, it's mace. only it's only <laughs> hey, like. Mace. It's only like twice a month where you accidentally mace yourself in the eyes, thinking That's that right. it is, you know, <laughs> yes. uh, deodorant. You know what's or something. You know what's funny about this, and I, now I'm I'm feeling more connected to Rockwell. Um, mm. When I was, I used to uh, live with roommates. This is not going where you think it's going, but I I lived with roommates, and we in New York. There's this thing where in some apartments you have showers with. Um, windows in them, like frosted windows, but they're oh sure they're almost floor to ceiling windows, which yeah. I never understood, and I was always paranoid to take a shower at night with the lights on because I felt like everybody could see me taking a shower, and mm-hmm. clearly they could not. But my uh, my roommate used to uh, used to call me up sometimes like after after the shower and be like oh just FYI when you're taking the shower the guys downstairs said if you could possibly move like to the left a little bit which I thought was hilarious <laughs> and I also hated it but I used to I used to like hover to the corner of the shower to try and avoid sure. this big window but also there's a big window in the shower that's not that's different that's a different kind of paranoia I feel and I think valid whereas Rockwell's just a crazy person is there a reason? Yeah, otherwise, like, every every New York City apartment building would just be like that scene in the Express Yourself video, where it's just, like, the screens and the lights behind and just, like, That's right. shadows. That's right. That's right. That's right. Is there a reason for the window in the, in the shower? What is, like... No clue. Wh- what is the point of that? Listen, I could see a shower, because we... I'm, I'm thinking of all of our, all of our bathrooms. All mm-hmm. of our bathrooms have windows in them right have windows yep. in the shower actually or in the bath mine is the largest 
But I could see having a little one for ventilation. But right. a full body window in a shower right. makes no sense to me. I think for, for my apart for the old apartment that I lived in, it's an old building. I'm not even sure that's what the shower, you know, that's where the bathroom used to be. That might just be where windows were put, you know? Okay. But I think I, I, it depends on the, uh, but I, I think part of it is probably for ventilation. I guess so, yeah, but it also feels and like voyeurism. one of those things. Right. Well, I'm saying it could be one of those things that was like your building was built in the 30s. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you, you know, for the humors, like my black bile is going to be out of control <laughs> right. if there's on a window in my shower or some like crazy thing. Right. Um, also, who cares? Because so, our bathtub is in the kitchen. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, I the, the, the window in the shower has always driven me crazy. Only because it's like Hate it's it. also kind of it's like kind of inconvenient. Right. Like it's just sort of like you know, in the way, or it's like in the winter, it can be like really cold, like the glass yeah. is like freezing cold. Then like your back touches it and you're like, why is this here? There's no reason for there to be a window in the shower. Like, I'm not going to like, you know, it, be like soaking wet and naked. And they'd be like, hi, Gladys. Hey, I just wanted to say hi for my shower. I wanted to open the window in my shower and say hello to you. What? Why? Why is this here? <laughs> In my listen, um, when I run for when I run for president, my campaign mm. is going to be based solely around <laughs> no windows and showers. Yeah, that's it. It's a strong platform. That's it. It's a good platform. I I I mean, I'd vote for you. Yeah. So he's Rockwell's real stinky. He he doesn't <laughs> want to take a shower. Hey. Um, people say I'm crazy, just a little touched, but maybe showers remind me of Psycho too much now. I like where this is going, where he's like, oh, by the way, I'm fully acknowledging that people say I'm crazy. Right. So, like, because I'm telling people that someone's watching me, and they're like, no, they're not. The people on TV cannot see you. You're crazy. So that's the first acknowledgement that he's not necessarily just an average man with an average life. Right? That he that yeah. people are telling him he's crazy. Um, and maybe a little touched. Okay. But then I don't like the re- I don't like the rest of this. Where it's like maybe showers remind me of Psycho too much. That seems too jokey you, to me. Well, you, this, this is where I'm getting in into the problem. Where I I feel like it's too much like womp womp like sort of punchlines <laughs> joke. I think it would be cool if it was like yeah like people are telling me I'm crazy. And then there was some other line about like some other like vaguely like crazy thing that he's doing because he's getting like more and more paranoid. But it to is, acknowledge, like, to say, like, Psycho is just like, you guys know, right? Like, scary movies. Like, it's like, it just, it feels too easy to be like, you're using, like, the movie Psycho in your song to, like, right. stand in for something that's, but like, is it possible? But is it possible that he's just one of those people who can't um, differentiate uh, television and movies from reality? So he already said people on TV can see me. And now he said right. the shower reminds me of Psycho. Maybe he's losing uh, his connection with reality, and so he's like, "Psycho happened, so it could also happen here." Right, but but see that I feel like, and I don't know how you would word this, but if it was more like, "I think I'm in Psycho," right, or "I think Psycho like really happened," but he's saying it like, "Oh, you guys have seen Psycho, right? You remember that movie? It's like super <laughs> scary." It just doesn't. It it actually it actually feels opposite of what the the two lines before that were saying mm-hmm. where it's like, people say I'm crazy. And then he's just like, Oh, but I don't like taking showers cause I'm scared of psycho. And it's like, yeah, a lot of people feel that way. Like that's not like a crazy paranoid thing to think where you're just like, every time I take a shower, I remember that scene in psycho. It was crazy. 
um, and it, like kind of creeps me out. That's like a normal person's reaction. I'm I'm just it doesn't it doesn't feel like it flows. It feels it feels too jokey, right? When it should feel like creepy and paranoid, right? Like we should be building up the paranoia in the song. I feel like that lets the air out of the balloon in in this song. And again, yeah, but it's not just I, paranoia; it's fear. Yes, yes. So but you're I, saying the psycho I, line makes it about fear? Yeah, there's something something that scared him that made him reluctant to, in this case, shower. It, this feels too much of a like a stand-up comic being like, "Hey, remember like, uh, remember Brady Bunch? Oh, what were those kids doing? Like, you know, it just <laughs> it feels too like pop culture jokey." And referency as opposed to like actual like paranoia, right? Again, I know no one but me cares. Right. <laughs> this is the kind of thing when I am standing in a cold parking lot right. getting candy uh, from the trunks of cars where I'm just like, oh, Rockwell, you messed this one up, man. You had a cool opportunity <laughs> to do like a cool, weird like song about paranoia. And instead, like this line ends with a joke of like, you guys know Psycho. Remember right. Psycho? Remember how scary it was? Bull, burr, I'm so scared. It's just like, uh, I, I don't know. It just, it sort of feels like a letdown mm. where it felt like maybe you were building to something. But this whole thing is about like, you guys remember showers? You know how scary they are? Like, I don't want to <laughs> go in the water because the jaws, right? You guys know what I'm talking about. And it's like, uh, I don't know. Like, it just, I just, I feel like he, I just feel like he didn't. All right. But I'm going to challenge that. Um, okay. And I don't know why, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think. It, it kind of relates to the part of the song where he says, are people on TV watching him? Where there's that, that disconnect between fiction and reality. Right. That's what I was saying. So yes. is, yeah, but I wasn't listening. So, <laughs> what, <laughs> so maybe what he think, what he sees on TV, he thinks is real. Right. So but what, I'm what saying happened is... in psycho could happen to him Near, right nearly also, he lives I, at the Bates say, Motel that yeah, well that's like, the bigger but, but, but that's over the bigger that? yeah that's the but that's, bigger issue but what I'm saying is he's just gotta Michael, move what you're saying what you're saying that's what I want to have happened in the song and it doesn't I want him to say something like and I, I don't know how you do this like you, so it better not, rhyme with I'm touched but I want it to be something like when I was at the Bates Motel but instead he's like hey one time I saw a scary movie and it's like, yeah, we also see scary movies, Rockwell. That's like a normal person's reaction to see a scary movie and be kind of freaked out that night. But I, you know what I mean? Like, it, it feels like a ref, like a referency joke as opposed to him being like, I feel like I'm in a movie. Like, that's what I want. Because him acknowledging showers remind me of Psycho is like, I watched a movie and I know that it's fake. And this reminds me of that fake movie. When what I want is him to be like, the line oh. between reality and fantasy is blurring for me. That's what I want to have happen in the song. Okay, and make I don't that rhyme. Like it does. Now make that rhyme with touched. So if, <laughs> well, he, if he had but, changed it to Bates Motel, you would have maybe felt better. But maybe Shara's remind me of the yeah, Bates maybe it's Motel like, too much. Ooh, see, that even goes. All right, I rewrote yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Like, even Rockwell. that would have been fine. But this, it, 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 like, Again, I mean, you would have to rewrite the whole line. But if it was like a subtle reference to Psycho, right? As opposed to just being like that movie Psycho that we all know. Like if there was a subtle reference to, to that or something like that, 
right? Um, where it just felt like, oh, he feels like he's living in a horror movie. I think that would be cool. This, I think, again, feels like a dad joke yeah. of like, oh, I don't want to take a shower because remember Psycho? Oh, boo. Anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. <laughs> but we all know Psycho, right? Like, it feels, it feels too candy. jokey to me. I could see that. It's, it's a little too easy. It's a little too easy. And I feel, again, I feel like this is a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. This, could be, this could be a really cool song. And again, it just it feels like a novelty hit. Right, it feels like you know I they're mean, coming to take me away or something. Not that I as want to, as opposed to like a cool, creepy hit. Rachel, please. Not that ahead. I want to keep sticking up for Rockwell because yeah, yeah. this is the weird thing about this show is sometimes you find yourself defending I don't know absolutely nothing for no good reason. But right, he was nine, eighteen, nineteen years old when he wrote this. So okay, you know, I mean, that's I mean, that's what I'm Look. saying. I said I feel like it's a missed opportunity. I'm not saying Rockwell is a bad person. I'm not even saying this is a bad song. I'm saying this could have been better. Right. I feel like he had an opportunity to do something cool, right? And I feel like he kind of chintzed out. I feel like he made some, like, cheesy things. Here's the other problem. I believe it's this line, right, or it's it's this section mm-hmm. where he suddenly has like a British accent. Oh, me. that's throughout yes. the entire thing. That's weird. That's and that and that's the thing where well, it's like, why are you making this joke? But we'll get into that. I mean, we'll also get into that a little bit later. But yeah, I mean, this whole thing he has a little bit of a heightened uh, sound to his voice. It, it's not right. It's not his direct voice, really. Again. This is a hot take about the song <laughs> Somebody's Watching Me. In case you were from nineteen eighty three. So I am fully aware. This like this is like a this is like a Sunday morning political <laughs> round table. But, right. We're but arguing about, about like the garbage pickup me. in like but yeah. It's but it's like one of those like Sunday morning like political roundtables on PBS where they're arguing about the garbage pickup of like six counties right, over right. and you're like I don't even know what you guys are talking about what <laughs> like so yes this is this is how into the weeds we are yes, right now that's but right. like I said this is my hot take about this is and in fact this is my this is my brand guys is hot takes about things no one else cares about <laughs> Okay, so the robot voice comes back. Who's watching me? Um, he says, I don't know anymore. Are the neighbors watching? Well, it's the mailman watching. I don't feel safe anymore. Tell me who's watching me. Oh, what a mess. I wonder who's watching me now. <sighs> the IRS? No. Hate, 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 hate that. I will agree with you. That is an awful line. But that does the mo- when I was like re-listening to it, I was like, oh, this is just an individual who has gotten himself into some terrible tax crisis. <laughs> and right. the government is just trying to get in touch with him. And uh, I, I figure his next step will be to claim that he has complete and total amnesia and um, right. and go go away but yeah i that is I, i'm not the it's not it's not my favorite line of of all songs no the irs it's bad. Well, and it's delivered like a bad joke right and it also reminds me of like this like it okay 
this is gonna be a bit of a of a short walk, but go with me here. This feels like when I used to read the comics when I was a kid, right? And it was like it was clearly like pitched towards like my dad, and it would be like the Wizard of Id and BC and whatever. And half the jokes are either about golf or taxes. Yes, right. That's what it feels like. Where it's just like you guys know, right? Lady, where my ladies at? Like that. That's what it feels like. <laughs> In this song, it'd be like the lowest common denominator yeah. of like, who's watching me? The IRS? What? Like, no, bad. <laughs> I don't, do not like it. Return to sender. I reject this wholeheartedly. That's why it's bad. That's why the mailman's watching him because he has a certified letter from the IRS right. he has to send to give to him. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of, there's, it's all, it's all clear now to me. Right. And I like, because again, I feel like you're building up to something here where it's like, you know, um, uh, like, like you're saying, like people like who are like around, just around him, are the neighbors watching me? The mailman comes every day. Is he watching me? Like getting super paranoid about it. And then, you know, you start, you end with like the dad joke about the right. IRS. Right, that line feels like, like it should be delivered by that guy from the infomercials in the question mark suits. Like he should just <laughs> jump in. <laughs> Yes. Free real estate. <laughs> the government gives out free money. <laughs> oh man. Who's oh, bothering man. you? The IRS? <laughs> <laughs> Rockwell, I am talking directly to you. I'm on this infomercial and you're the only one watching. See? Maybe this whole song is about that. That's the guy on the TV. <laughs> I mean, if it turned out that this whole song was about the guy in the, in the question mark suit, I would be. I'm, now I'm back on board. Now I'm 100% back on board. Just oh, that guy more. doing an infomercial just to one person. Right. His name is Rockwell. Right. Rockwell, I am talking to you. Yes, you're right. You're not paranoid. Rockwell, pick um, up my phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the complete. It's the complete package. <laughs> it ties the entire song together. Stop avoiding me, sense. Rockwell. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think I think the other possibility here, right, is that Rachel. This is a man who has an average job. Um, he has bought a mansion that he cannot afford. Uh, he owes a ton of back taxes. He is deeply in debt, and in order to in an ill-conceived plan to get out of yeah. it is pretending to be crazy. Listen. Right? So he's going around telling everybody, oh, I think everyone's watching me. I'm super paranoid thinking like, oh, maybe if they just think I'm crazy, they'll like leave me alone. Right? Listen, or they'll just say like he's not responsible yeah, this for part, all the debt he's racked up. This part is about the um, the, the housing crisis in 2008. <laughs> Rockwell is like Nosferatu. This song <laughs> is just premonitions about things that will come to be. That is like people listening to me on TV. I mean, it's he's just giving us premonitions. You just have to read into it. Yeah. So he. Does, oh man, that IRS thing really pisses me off. <laughs> I really feel that's such a blown. I mean, and again, in the history, what was the one where I that I said had a terrible last line? Um, it's like half of them. Was it this? Was it this one? Because I feel like this goes in the Hall of Fame. You know, except for the Pope, maybe in Rome. Oh yes, that one. Um, but I think there was another one that I because I mentioned. Oh, was the, it um, was it the the oh, shoot the Mullins the Sean Mullins one? Oh yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Was what does yeah. he say? 
Because it's like uh, uh, it's like Nashville with a tan. That's right. <laughs> so this the yes, those three songs go into the Hall of Fame of worst. Yeah. Last lines of a song and just really ruins the whole song. Like honestly, just like like we said, Sean Mullins didn't have far to fall, right. but this one and uh, oh, what is her name? I know it too. I'm blanking on. Oh, Joan Osborne. Right. Rockwell and Joan Osborne in the in in my Hall of Fame, my Rock and Roll Hall of Fame of worst last lines of any, of songs. Uh, there is a plaque of Joan Osborne and of Rockwell, uh, and then a tiny little one of Sean Mullins. We're yeah. like, look, this, the last line's bad, but the song was was not that great. To begin with, so. <laughs> um, yeah, just terrible, just yeah. uh, ugh, terrible last line. And it's and again, like it would if it was in like a like a funny wacky song. Like, maybe it wouldn't be so bad, but I don't know. I just, I feel like you had a real opportunity to do, like, a cool thing. And then this could be a song you play every Halloween. I mean, they right. do anyway. They do. Yeah. But, I don't, th- but that, this, that but didn't affect a, it. But it's a totally a second tier, right? This is not, this is this is the one you pull out, like, 10th, right? Just because you're running out of songs. <laughs> it's It um, has to go on every compilation because there's just so many songs. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it didn't really matter, no. but- I feel like, again, I feel like this could have been the top tier. This could have been a Ghostbusters. This could have been a thriller. And he really misses He really misses. But listen, you might say he missed an opportunity, but we'll get into it. He didn't really miss any opportunities. Trust me. All right. All right. Well, uh, okay. So then there's a bunch more of singing. Um, there's a certain someone who's singing. Uh, so I guess they're like- Almost like an iconic free- voice. Yeah, but, uh, but you know, they were like, well, maybe we'll give this guy free reign to-, to to take over the song for a little while and do some singing. Um, so, but yeah, he's, um, I feel like somebody watching me. And then is, uh, I always feel like somebody's watching me. I can't enjoy my tea. Mm-hmm. Is it? Cause is he's it, British. Right. <laughs> I guess he is. Yeah. Uh, let's do expanded universe. Expanded universe. The only thing that I could, that I have is, is there a possibility that Rockwell accidentally went into the wrong house and he's in Rick Rock's house, and mm. he is. People aren't watching him so much as doing it in the rooms that he is taking a shower in and watching TV in. And he's just kind of not noticing them, and they're not <laughs> noticing him. Right. He's like, "Is somebody there?" And then next thing you know, they're in the sh- they're in the shower, and then he goes to right. the shower, and they're in the you know living room. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 what I got. I think it's just the same. Uh, it's the same house. <laughs> I like that. Um, I mean, could he be upstairs for knock three times and like someone keeps banging on his pipes? <laughs> <laughs> it's really freaking Just him he- out. Keeps hearing these noises coming from the pipes, right? Yeah. Oh, or maybe maybe he's in the apartment over from the woman, right? So he yeah. also is hearing all the banging. Yes. And he's like, what? What is happening? Is like totally freaking him out. There you go. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I don't. I don't. I mean. A lot of the things I would assume would be about houses. Um, we don't have a lot of ghost uh, ghost stories, though. I guess we do. Is it is this um, Love Vigilante? Is it have <laughs> some sort of connection oh, yeah. to Love Vigilante? Is this is this the uh, oh? Does go on? Sorry. Does the does do they move out of that house and he is move he now um mm. uh, now Rockwell lives in that house and the, so it's the ghosts, right? Mm. No. Get that EVP out. Uh, <laughs> yep. You got ground ghosts, my friend. That's um, right. Yeah. It sounds Maybe, like it's yeah, a duet yeah. with Mr. Roboto, so. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Maybe Mr. Roboto. Yeah, it's the one who's singing in the beginning. I like that. Um, but yeah, Rachel, I like that. Either that he is, like you said, he has a ghost in the house. The ghost from Love Vigilante is there uh, and is like stuck there forever. Um, and that's freaking him out. Or where I thought you were going with this is like, is Rockwell dead? And that's why Ooh. he has this like creepy sense that he can't quite put his finger what's going on, but he's just wandering around this empty house. Uh-huh. Uh, right? And he does like he does and that's like there's something there's like a Twilight Zone thing that he can't quite put his finger on. But that's what's really going Interesting. on. Interesting. Ooh, I like that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, I mean, the only other th- I think of, like, maybe Breakfast at Tiffany's, because he talks about old movies a lot, so maybe that's <laughs> the connection there. And uh, I said, what about Psycho? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's right? got to be something with Monster Mash, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's the neighbor in Monster Mash. They're all over at the <laughs> mansion, <laughs> and he's like, what is that sound? Oh, my God. Jeez. That sound is terrifying. Um, so what about this? What if, yeah. um, like you were saying, he's so paranoid, he stays inside all day and he's just like sort of like like looking out the window and just like keeping an eye on all of his neighbors and he notices um, his neighbor across the street gets in oh. like crazy early in the morning. Like why, why is she out all night? Mm-hmm. Why does she come home? Like she leaves, she leaves late at night. She comes home like early in the morning and it turns out that she's a nightclub singer <laughs> and she's out okay. all night. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Her name is Pearl. Yep. <laughs> Pearl's a singer. Uh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Well, because also, and then in the, in the next house over, there's all these like crazy noises that are coming from the front of the house, right? Because the next house over from Pearl, you got Bajka Loop, and he's out there on the stoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's these, right. like, Crazy animal noises that's all right. night. That's right. Yeah, uh, and it's like Rockwell. He Rockwell just can't catch a break, man. He's yeah, just freaking it's, out. Jeez, I just gotta move out of this neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Rockwell, sell that average house and move, man. <laughs> Crazy. Oh man. Um, and all then there's right. there's his other neighbor who's just sitting on the front porch, like just writing a list of names. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He won't have Her to worry about Sonny. that. Yeah, he won't have to worry oh. about that too long. Maybe Sonny's coming to get Rockwell. Maybe, Rock- maybe Rockwell's on her. Ooh. Maybe Rockwell is on Sonny's list. Oh and my- once again, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not coming That's to get you right. and come down your house. That's right. Love so maybe it. Maybe Rockwell does have a good reason. To be I paranoid. knew we'd get there, you guys. I knew we'd get there. So this uh, isn't so much the story song expanded universe as it is the story song cul-de-sac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Everyone lives there. <laughs> they're all on one block. Yeah. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, all right. Let's take a uh, quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Alan, people like stories. I don't know, Rob. Not according to our listener statistics. Ah, statistics lie, Alan. People love listening to stories. Or even better, listening to a pulp or vintage story with their best friend interrupting with jokes and other nonsense. I'm not sure I can commit to multiple additional best friends right now. Well, then it's a good thing we're already best friends who co-host a podcast just like that called Interrupted Tales. Every episode, we tell a complete story of romance, sci-fi, crime, adventure, sports, horror, all with added jokes, commentary, and nerdy references. You can get it on all major podcast platforms or go to InterruptedTales.com. You know what, Rob? I've reconsidered, and I am open to new friendship opportunities. That's perfect timing, because now everybody knows they should listen to... Interrupted Tales. All right, we're back. It's time for Story Behind the Story. Uh, this is where we tell you where this uh, song came from. But before we do that, mm-hmm. uh, we have a recurring segment that uh, doesn't recur so much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but we'd really like it to. Yes. Uh, yeah. But uh, what this recurring segment is, is when we get a review on uh, Apple Podcasts, we read it on the show as a thank you to the person uh, or persons who wrote it. Um, and we got a new one yeah, uh, for the first time in, in quite some time. So we're going to read it. And this is by uh, Love B. Love Bejut, maybe? It's L-O-V-E, L-O-V-E, <laughs> B-E-U-T-J. Don't know, what, don't know what that's supposed to mean, but Love Bejut, we, we love you. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> thank you for writing in. Uh, and... Uh, that pronunciation uh, is spot on. Uh, old, uh, I'm gonna call him L here. Old L, uh, he gave us five stars, and he wrote "freaking hilarious podcast about songs." That's the title of his review. You guys, that's um, us. Um, and he wrote, well, he wrote, "I'm kind of proud of my title here, which it should be, yeah, because it's a it's a great title, uh, Big L. So thank you. Uh, I'm kind of proud of my title here." I found this podcast while looking for song history stuff. This has a little of that, just a little, but mostly it's three friends sitting around talking about great songs with a lot of wit and farce and some sarcasm. I don't I know about friends. Laugh. Some. Mm, well, uh, I love to laugh. Uh, therefore, I love this podcast. It's truly funny while also being informative. Perfect combination! Exclamation point. 
so Aww, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It also is this big Al. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And if you are out there and you would like to hear a review read on the show, well, there's a simple way to do that. Go on Apple Podcasts, write a five-star review, uh, and we'll read it on the show. So, uh, yeah, and we, we'd really appreciate it if you did that because, again, apparently somehow it helps us. I don't know how, yep. but <laughs> this when you're a podcaster, these are the things you have to do. So, um, all right. Well, it, it, algorithm notwithstanding, it, it also, it's just oh, nice else? to hear. It's just, yes, yeah. it is. And it's, and it's nice. Nice sense that, of community. You know, we love, yeah. It's a sense of community, and we, you know, we love to know that you guys are out there and that you're enjoying the show. So, yeah. uh, it's 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 an, it's a two way street. That's and right. if you if you don't have Apple Podcast, uh, write a review on whatever platform you listen on, or right. on uh, Podchaser. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right. Five star reviews. <laughs> yeah, so don't don't write like a zero star review. Uh, okay, Rachel, yes. tell us the story of this story song. Well, Somebody's Watching Me uh, was written and recorded by uh, Rockwell. In, mm-hmm. It was released December 1983. Uh, it was released on his uh, self-titled, not self-titled, on his same-titled debut album, Somebody's Watching Me. Mm-hmm. Um, the song- It's weird. I'm sure he did not intend for this to be a Halloween, to be a Halloween song. Uh, no. But it is also um... weird- did he think it was going to be a Christmas song? That's my question. <laughs> it's a December thing. Maybe. Is this about Santa Claus? <laughs> oh, is Santa Claus? What? Cause he Ooh, knows when you're could sleeping. Be. He knows when you're awake. So maybe this is a song about Santa Claus watching an adult male. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. you guys, that would be such a great movie. Hold on. I'm writing that down right now. There you go. Santa trademark, Claus trademark. Is, There's, But there's a mistake on Santa Claus's list where- he like this guy is like twenty three, yeah. But instead, they wrote that he's like seven. So yes. Santa Claus is still watching him, and he starts getting freaked out because <laughs> now he's an adult, but Santa Claus is still watching him. Mm-hmm. This is I'm still I've actually you know what I just got the email response. I've already sold it to Netflix. Well done. So nice. thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, now you just need to say things out loud. And you <laughs> right. Get a, a green light. First draft due on Monday. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, oh boy, I gotta start writing. Uh, okay, Rachel. Right. Anyway, I think sorry. this is uh, not necessarily part of, but certainly in the universe of the Ghost Mountain movies. Oh, definitely, oh, yeah, without definitely. a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. 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 I love it. Um, Rachel. Anyway, please. December nineteen eighty three. December eighty three. It was. Uh, it was out. The B side was the instrumental version to it. So remember, a- <laughs> remember when that was a thing. Does that still happen? I don't think so. I don't think a lot of I, people do that. Well, I mean, there aren't there aren't really singles. I mean, sometimes they like you'll you could see right like pre album release they'll right. release a single and it's got like like on a streaming service or on iTunes or something like a two track right okay thing. It'll be a side B side. Yeah, but, but there's not not often right. The B side has kind really. of got, fell by the wayside. The B side not has a B side because it used to be. They were like, "Oh, we got to fill out the other side." We yeah. We put Here's an side. album <laughs> right. track that we're not going to release right. as a single. Now you can. Now every song on the album. Or a is lot of times it'll be like be a, a song, a song that was recorded for the album, but it's not going to be on the album. Like it didn't make the cut. Yeah. Right. So they would make it like the B side. But I have. There are so many songs that I have that I had like a single for, and I have listened to the <laughs> instrumental. Yeah. Like I mean, multiple times. Now part of, of that. Don't you think that part of that is because they wanted to rush out the single 
And so oh, the best way to to fill up the other side of that tape or or album or a uh, record is to just take out the vocals. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was complete filler. It was like the most cynical filler of like, oh, here here's a special bonus, the instrumental uh of this song is on the B side. And like that yeah. would always be the worst when you'd be like you'd look at the single and be like, oh, here's the song that I want, and then you'd look, it'd be like same title <laughs> and then in parentheses <laughs> instrumental. Right. Right. And you'd be like, great, yeah, I definitely want to hear the instrumental of Let's Talk About Sex by Saul and Peppa. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I like the instrumentals. Uh, <laughs> I think that I think they should bring those back. I think it's cool. <laughs> sure. Oh, man. I do. Uh, I think I think it's like a cool kind of way to to hear the song. Well, but don't you think it also allows um don't you think now there's it, it helps you fi- discover things so you can get into that deeper when you find those instrumentals of your of those songs it's like it's like a, a found treasure as opposed to just yeah. to throw away on with another uh with the with the single well what's cool yeah. about some of the instrumentals that they would release as a b-side is that it's not just the inf- instrumental sometime it would be there would be like a backing vocal or something right or Sure. Like some random other sound that you would you would only pay attention to on the instrumental. So I think it's an interesting, different look on the song. I mean, listen, I'm going to say that I, I haven't listened to the instrumental of uh, somebody's watching me, but I think they probably would have kept on the um, backing vocals of this <laughs> yeah. one. Um, no, but... the only vocal that's in the instrumental is the, uh, the uh, IRS song. The IRS, <laughs> the IRS line? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And it just comes out of nowhere. No, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for this, I haven't heard the instrumental, but I'm sure that they probably would keep the robot voice. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, they like probably did. It's a separate track, voice. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, as I said, Rockwell was 18 years old when this song, when he um, recorded the demo for this song. And so Rockwell uh, brought this song uh, to Barry Gordy, who mm. is a very famous how producer. how did he get a meeting with him? Well, yeah, well, here's that's the thing. Amazing well, that an eighteen year old well, here, was able to. Here's the thing. Um, yeah, he went to Barry Gordy. Barry Gordy was not impressed with this song, and yeah. said, "Don't quit your day job, kid." And um, that was probably very hurtful for him because Rockwell, his full name is Kennedy William Gordy. He's Barry Gordy's son. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Pretty much everybody knew that, but uh, yeah, but um, yeah, he he took it to his dad, um, who he was not living with at the time. He was living with uh, his uh, father's uh, ex-wife. Um, but okay, uh, his is that his stepmom. mother? No, no, no. Oh, no, he's, oh, he's his, living with his stepmom. He was living okay, with his okay. stepmom. But um, so imagine how hurtful it is that your dad's very gordy, who has you know a pretty good ear. And he yeah. listens to your song and says, nah, kid, this ain't going to do it. <laughs> um, so I mean, in some ways, though, like, you know, you, you like it would be a tough thing. Right. Right. Because if he was like, oh, yeah, it's great. You'd be like, is it really great? Or right. <laughs> like, yeah. or is he just saying that because he was my dad? At least this way, you know, he's being serious. Right. right? <laughs> Where he's just like, yeah, no, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't hear a hit here. That's um, right. So at least you know he's telling you the truth. That's but true. Yeah, that, yeah. that must have stung a little bit. Yeah. So we're I'm going to talk extremely briefly about Barry Gordy, only just so that everybody, those of you who don't know who Barry Gordy is, I, I don't know why you're listening to a music podcast if you don't know who Barry Gordy is, <laughs> but he's a legendary wow. producer, songwriter, and label head, obviously most famous for founding Motown, 
if you've heard of it, mm-hmm. uh, and discovering numerous performers, including uh, the Miracles, the Supremes, Marvin Gaye, Temptations, uh, the Four Tops, Gladys Knight and the Pips, Commodores, Martha and the Vandellas, Stevie Wonder, and the Jackson Five, which will come into play in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of hits there. He had a couple of hits, yeah. Uh, you know, here or there, he kind of knows. He's got some people that he knows. Um, but... Uh, yeah, he's very, obviously, very, very famous. So, hurtful. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, in, the, uh, in the recording of the song, uh, Rockwell said that he came up with the song based on some personal experiences. He said he remembered being a kid and seeing a neighbor trying to look into, the, uh, into their home, which sounds uh, creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, you know what it was, because he, he, he had a window in a shower. That's right, uh, he had the window in the shower. You got to be careful, those shower windows. Yeah, live next door to Boo Radley. Yeah. Sure. Um, he was also apparently at the time living with a woman and he used to prank her a lot. And especially one of the things he used to do is when she was taking a shower, he would press his uh, face against the uh, shower door and make her scream. Mm. So. Mm. Great. Uh, that me. sounds horrible. That sounds uh, awful. I, I, I hate this guy uh, <laughs> because that sounds super annoying and definitely a good time to prank someone and scare them is when they're in a uh, slippery situation right. <laughs> where they can fall through a glass door. That's so definitely right. a right. good time to be scaring people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rockwell. Um, so, so Rockwell had this demo for, uh, for a, a year, and then the following year, he brought it, uh, the demo to a longtime friend's house. Um, that longtime friend is uh, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson. Oh. Yes, it's Michael Jackson. Uh, he was very impressed with it, actually. He said, come see what, uh, what uh, Kenny did. Um, and he was kept on bringing more people in to listen to it. And uh, apparently at some point, Michael Jackson asked, who are you going to have sing the background vocal? And to which Rockwell said, well, why don't you do it? And so Michael did it. So that is Michael Jackson. Now, mm-hmm. I, there are some people who believe the entire song is Michael Jackson, which I don't know how they can think that. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is yeah. not. He, is, he and also Jermaine. Uh, Jermaine Jackson uh, sing background vocals. Uh, Jermaine, they are so ingrained. Uh, the Gordys and the Jacksons are very ingrained with oh, each sure. other at this point. Jermaine was married to Rockwell's sister. However, uh, she is not Your Majesty's mom, which makes me upset. Uh, um, yeah. But that's fine. Uh, were, they, so, they were, were they married at this point? Yes, at this moment in the... Who? Jermaine yeah. and Jermaine Rockwell's and sister? Rockwell's sister. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I should also, f- I think for the podcast audience, we should, because we've talked about this in the past, just in case you missed it. Uh, Jermaine Jackson has a daughter named Your Majesty, uh, and we are of the opinion that is the greatest name of yes. all time. Ever. So, that's all. Ever. That's all. Yes, it's the best. So, um, okay. so you might wonder why uh, Kennedy Gordy would change uh, his name to Rockwell. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock- he changed it to avoid uh to avoid the nepotism that he might um get and he right. actually got signed to Motown as Rockwell without the use of the Gordy name and without his father's knowledge. Whoa. That oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Incredible, isn't it? Um That's great. And kind of a screw you dad after his dad <laughs> yeah, didn't really. like the demo. Um you know, there might be, uh, you know, I think there might be something having to do with that. They were like, is that Michael Jackson? And he's like, I, I, I don't know what you're saying. That's Michael Jackson, right? Is that Jermaine Jackson? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> Nobody so, wondered why this random person had Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, there's this uh, guy named Rockwell who came yeah. out of nowhere apparently convinced so, Michael Jackson to sing backup for right. him. That's right. I definitely won't give that any second thought as to who this person might be. Oh, man. So even, even without um, – so Motown obviously, uh, you know, produced the record and even without the Gordy uh, name and – with Michael Jackson being uncredited, though it was pretty much the worst kept secret in the industry, um, right. the song became a hit. Uh, the song went to uh, it spent 19 weeks on the top uh, one on the Hot 100. Uh, it was uh, it peaked at number two for a couple of weeks. It was kept out of the number one spot by uh, "Jump" by Van Halen and "Footloose" by Mr. Kenny Loggins. Mm. Um, love, love Kenny, love Kenny. Who, Did you wait. know that's uh, Dave Loggins' cousin? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that somewhere. I don't know where, but I heard that. Um, but <laughs> this is our but, family tree episode. That's, yes, yeah. But um, it also uh, hit number one on the hip hop and R and B charts, and number thirty one on the top tracks. It also was a big hit around the world. It hit number six in the UK, and it was in the top five in Canada, Germany, the Netherlands, um, South Africa, Sweden, and Switzerland, as well as uh, other charts. But the the album itself also was a hit. The album and the song both went gold uh, and made the Hot 100 uh, end of year charts that year. So it was a big it was a big hit. Yeah. Um, the uh, so we spoke a little. Not bit. as big as his uh, follow-up single, though. Not as big as his follow-up single. Rockwell's. Okay, are you making a joke that's not right true. now? None of that's. True. I was gonna nope. say. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was like, I was gonna be like, um, I have to go back to my research. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> this was this was his hit. But we spoke a little bit about um, though we'll talk a little bit his 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 um. <laughs> You're like. Wait a minute, Rockwell but, did Born in the USA? Oh, wow. But his follow-up... I massively... I did not know that. His, his follow-up single did, um, which was called Obscene Phone Caller, uh, became a... Oh, see, it's too jokey. Became it's a minor hit. And He's it, making novelty hits. But, I don't like but it. But it on, spent sorry. 14 weeks on the Hot 100 at number 35. Mm, so mm. It, was a bit, it was on the Hot 100 for a while. Um, Top 40. Uh, uh, American say. top 40. That's right. I'm going to give some uh, advice uh, way too late. Okay. Uh, 35 years too late, which is this. Rockwell, take yourself seriously, okay? You clearly have a talent. Uh, you may, you, uh, I like the song, but I need, like, be serious. Don't make yeah. novelty <laughs> hits. Okay, I know you're young, but I don't like this jokey joke stuff. Mm. I, want, I want actual songs, okay? So get back in the studio 35 years later and let's see what you come up with. Thank you. <laughs> and don't leave that studio until you come up with something serious. Right. Exactly. Um, the, uh, anyway, so one of the things we spoke about is why he had this kind of british accent in the mm. song. And he not only had that in the song, but sometimes he would feign a British accent when doing interviews and would say that he actually came from England. Now, one of the people I watched an interview with him on uh, Dick Clark, American Bandstand, who I don't know if you know this. Dick Clark knows Barry Gordy a little bit and probably knows all of his family. 
So when he tried to uh, have a British accent while doing an interview with Dick Clark, Dick Clark called him out on it instantly. It was great. It's great. It's great. Dick Clark's like, I'm not having this. I don't know what you do with that British accent, but and he kept on doing it. He's like, enough with this accent. It's great. <laughs> it's great. I, like I mean, he doesn't say it like that, but but he's like, oh, I wish he he's did like, though. He's like, what's with like... this accent? Yeah. He, he like, don't That's make awesome. me call your father. Um, but he yeah. was trying to he was trying to make it on his own as opposed to. Rockwell's you know. like, I'm from England. De Clark's like, uh, I was at your dad's house for Thanksgiving last year, so, <laughs> so I know no, you, so yeah. you're not. No, you ain't. Um, so, uh, so let's so so the song became a hit, and finally the uh, elder uh, Gordy uh, became very proud of the song and his son, Aww. and and also probably the money that it made. So, um, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the video. Oh my god, let's talk song. about this video. It's a video, first of all, that was huge on MTV. I remember the I can't listen to this song without seeing the video. Um The video is crazy. It is crazy. It was much darker than what Rockwell had expected. And in 2016, he told Rolling Stone, I had storyboards and I thought he was pay- the director was paying attention to me. I wanted it to be a little lighter. But when I went to the set to start shooting, it was all this dark stuff, blood and a tombstone with my name on it. He didn't listen to anything I presented. I just had to go with it because we didn't have time to switch it up. So, Michael, do you want to talk a little bit about the video? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're in Rockwell's average house, which is clearly a Beverly Hills mansion. Right. Um, it's lovely. And uh, there's a lot of creepy stuff hanging on the walls, and there are birds, and he spends way too much. For someone who's afraid to shower, uh, <laughs> half of time. the video is in the shower and or wearing a towel. That's right. Um, the, he has I... a um, retro TV, um, or contemporary at the time. Yeah, I was, was going to say. Retro at the time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he opens the door to his living room or something or to go outside and it's a cemetery. There's a creepy guy just standing there. Um, also in his yeah, towel. And, right. Yep, I, everyone's yeah, in a towel. I, yeah. And the problem with the video is that it just makes little, like, it's actually kind of striking. Like, I think this probably helps the hit part of it because right. like, I remember this on MTV and, and it was a very memorable video, but it makes, it makes literal the question right because he sees things that are clearly like not there you know like well he he watches tv and he sees himself tied up and being tortured and then the people who are torturing him notice him watching and then run over and like look out of the tv and he runs away right but then there's like, so yeah. it's, but then there's another part where he turns around and he sees a pig-faced dog and right. yeah, dog but then in a he, pig mask but then he closes the door and all you see which is adorable is just this big bloodhound just kind of like, right. what am I supposed to do then now? What, what am I supposed to do now? It was just a normal It's just dog. his dog. So, yeah. so, so maybe he the, is going crazy. The video actually right. does a really good job of making you feel a little paranoid. Everything is very claustrophobic. Um, yeah. Until the end where he is on a balcony and you see his mailman who wants to give him some, some mail. But then one side of his mailman is kind of looks like a like zombie-esque. But he doesn't know that until the last second. So you never know. It does feel a little bit like a thriller uh, ripoff, though. <laughs> like that ending part yeah, to it. The like, ending is does, it real? Yeah. Is it not? And it freezes at a really 
like that time of like what's really happening. But yeah, the video is crazy. But it definitely, I think, added, I think you're right, Dan, I think this, the video helped with the popularity of the song because it played oh, yeah. all the time and it's easy to play on a loop with other, um, other Halloween videos <laughs> and, That's uh, true. and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to come up all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, do you yeah. think that this is the song itself as well as the video is meant to be like to, to kind of capitalize on thriller? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I, I don't think he was going for like a thriller. Maybe, maybe it was. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's also one of those things where it's just like it was in the air. You know what I mean? Where people right. are like, oh, this is the, the cool thing. So I don't know if it was like a direct ripoff, but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Ooh, but who knows? Um, but uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about Mr. Rockwell. Um. Kennedy William Gordy Rockwell was born on March 15th, 1964 to Barry Gordy Jr., I believe, and Margaret Norton. Uh, he was named after, who wants to guess who he, he was named after? Uh, John F. Kennedy? That's one. Who was, what's the William after? This is, this is tougher. You probably won't get it. Uh, William, I don't know. I can't think of a single famous <laughs> William. William, William Ta- Taft. Yeah. William no, Taft. It's not. He was named after Smokey Robinson, whose first real name is William. Oh. Yes. Oh, okay. um, now, Barry Gordy is also known for having uh, a, a large family, let's say, with multiple women. Um, so, uh, so Rockwell has a bunch of famous uh, half-siblings, one of which is Rhonda Ross Kendrick, who is the daughter of Diana Ross. Uh, oh, wow. And he ha- has a very deep connection to LMFAO because... Uh, Red Foo is his half brother, and uh, his nephew Sky Blue is uh, the son of his half brother Barry Gordy the Fourth and his wife Valerie Robeson. Um, hmm. Yeah. Um, so his half brother and his half nephew, right? Do I have that right? His half brother or... and his half nephew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, um, they are L- LMFAO. And then was this half was the half brother born much later than Rockwell? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, because yeah. I know Red Foo is is like deceptively older than you would than you would think by like watching the videos. But yeah, I mean if Rockwell was like eighteen in nineteen eighty three, like if it, you know, yeah, there's he, an he, there's he's pretty old by now. There's an eleven there's a an eleven year gap. Okay, that's them. actually not as that's big not as, as bad thought, as you think. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I um, want to say this: Red Foo looking good, looking good. He's got to be in his forties at least, right? And he's dancing. Uh, yeah, he looks up great. A storm in those videos. All right, well, good, yeah. good, good for Red. Foo. I don't know what Red Foo's doing, but he's doing. <laughs> I, I want to get on that routine. That's hey, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where, where's the Red Foo uh, right? workout video? <laughs> That's right. Forget right. keto. Give me the Red Foo. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, like I said, he released Somebody's Watching Me as his debut album and uh, his first single when he was 19 years old, which is pretty impressive. Um, the song Obscene Phone Caller was his follow-up single. I, I listen, Dan. Just like you, I shook my head when I read that. I haven't heard it, but I mean, it's it yeah. is what it is. What what are you gonna do? Um, yeah. but and he was too young, and like I just he, you know he's running around. He's he's bothering people when they're showering. He's pretending they're British accent. I don't you know. <laughs> well, again, <yeah. laughs> take yourself seriously. Well, Rockwell. here's here's the funny. You're thing. better than this. These- you are better than this. <laughs> These two songs were successful. Somebody's watching me was huge, and then a sure. scene phone caller was uh, was a a minor hit. But right. 
they um the follow-up albums captured in 1985 and the genie in 86 didn't gain any footing and so rockwell retreated from the industry and he he didn't he didn't do much after that he recorded sort of in private but he didn't do much after that um so in uh in 2016 he he did an interview with rolling stone saying that he was working on a new album called the second coming and that was as we remember a huge hit uh No, I couldn't find anything about it ever being released. Um, I couldn't. I, I searched for it. I, I, I don't know if it was released. If somebody knows, let me know because I couldn't find it. Um, unless he did it under, didn't do it under Rockwell. Um, unfortunately, in the, in the past couple of years, Rockwell uh, got into a little bit of trouble because in 2019, he was arrested for attacking a woman with a chair at the Magic Castle Hotel in Hollywood. That's right. The hotel connected to the Magic Castle. The Magic Castle. The Magic. Where, where magicians <laughs> hang out. That's right. And you need like a special invite uh, to get in there. That's right. Uh, real weird, you guys. Yeah. Uh, I just say I, I knew someone uh, one time I was in California. I knew someone who had like a connection. And they were just like, you know, we go to the Magic Castle, uh, but you, I'm afraid you can't come because you have to like a special invite. <laughs> and and I, I just want to be like, well, I don't know how to tell you this, but. I literally couldn't care less. <laughs> if, you got to be you part of like, the Magician's Alliance. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but they were just like trying to act like I was going to be like real upset that I couldn't go to the Magic Castle. And I was like, even if you, even if the, the people who own the Magic Castle came here and begged me to go to the Magic Castle, I still wouldn't go Dan, that's, to the Magic that's Castle. that's where we're different. So. I would go in a heartbeat. Oh, I know. I understand. We're, we're, that's, yeah, we're different. <laughs> that sums and it up. despite our differences, we have friends, but I literally couldn't care less about <laughs> uh, magic. So, and to go hang out in a place full of magicians who are talking a lot about magic tricks, uh, not my scene. Let's just say that. So. Illusions, Dan. They're called yeah, yeah, illusions. Exactly. Okay. Um, anyway. Uh, anyway, that is all I have for for Rockwell. Um, unless um, anybody's got some surprise int- uh, entries for me. Uh, no, no. I mean, the only other thing I would say is that again to go back to the Magic Castle. Um, <laughs> I also I want to be clear on one thing. My plan for that night was to go to Amoeba Records and yeah. talk nerdy <laughs> record stuff with giant nerds. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't like I was going to a super cool party or anything. Uh, <laughs> like so again, just want to be Hollywood party. Yeah, yeah. Just want to be clear. I don't want to say I'm, I'm above the Magic Castle, because I'm not. Again, I was going to go talk uh, super nerdy music stuff with other lonely loser nerds like me. Um, <laughs> but I just, magic's not my thing. Um, no, Rockwell, again, I've already said it. Rockwell, t- you should have taken yourself seriously. Um, I like this. I like this song, but it's too jokey. I feel like you had an opportunity to do something really cool. You had Michael Jackson. I feel like it was kind of a wasted opportunity. That's all. So sorry, he, Rockwell. He did have a don't, gold record. Don't attack, I think he's okay. Don't attack women with chairs or really anything. Um, that yeah, would be my, other, my other advice to you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry your dad was mean to you, but you know, I'm glad at least you got to shove it in his face. Um, and uh, yeah, and yeah, um, by and, making him money on his own label, right? Well, you know what do you got there? Uh, all right. Uh, well, thank you, Rachel. Um, uh, thank you for that history of the Magic Castle. Um, no, of uh, thank you for that history of of Rockwell. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. Mm-hmm. 
feeling antisocial? You can follow the Story Song Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. If you're still feeling antisocial after that, you should probably see a doctor before you hurt someone. All right, we're back. It's time for lessons learned. What lesson did we learn uh, from this song? Um, I'll go first and okay. just say uh, I feel like a good a lesson that I learned from this song is if you are at home and you are watching TV, mm-hmm. just every once in a while, not too much, but just every once in a while, you just want to be like, hey, what's that? And just see if the people on TV turn <laughs> yes. on. Yes. Yep. Because <laughs> if they do, then you know that, yeah. they, that they can see you, right? And they, and they can react to you. Because- they're really they're trained professionals, so you know right. you know what I mean. Like if they're not they're not gonna react, but if you like do it like really unexpectedly, uh, catch them off they guard. Might, you know, yeah, you might just see them like kind of turn. So that's just a good that's way right. to know, like, because some shows obviously they can see you, and other shows they can't. Um, right. So you you kind of want to know, like, is yeah. this a show where they're watching me or is it not? So, that's right. That's right. Uh, and that's just science, right there. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah without yeah, a doubt. Yeah. And it's just it's just common sense. Sure. To, like, you know, just to check it out. So, uh, Michael, what what lesson did you learn? I learned that I'm probably going to start sewing a bunch of question marks on all of my clothes because that's a (laughs) really good look. It is. And it also gives you the opportunity to uh, shout out the weird line at the end of any song. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and again. The IRS. Yeah, yeah. Putting that suit on is like, you know, like putting on like the mask or something. Yeah. You know, it's like. You just once you have it on, you just know where all the free government money is. Right, um, <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, Rachel. Yes. What'd you learn? My fellow Americans, <laughs> I think we all know what the biggest threat to our country is right now, and that is shower windows. That is why, <laughs> in my first hundred days as president, I will get rid of all shower windows. Oaks, twenty twenty. Oaks 2020. Da, 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 Thank you. Da, 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 Thank da, you. Da, da. You're, you're waving as you're going <laughs> off the... Da, yep. da, 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 da. Uh, you can't see me waving, in, but here, that's today me waving. In news, uh, the, uh, the, we have uh, America's shortest uh, presidential uh, candidate <laughs> uh, in uh, Rachel Oaks, who apparently has uh, dropped out of the race due to Extreme disinterest. Extreme <laughs> disinterest in her platform. So don't know how. Uh, don't know how the uh, the count the count was negative. Um, it seems like people uh, yeah. were actively like, voting against. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. For some reason, the uh, the her polling numbers were negative five. Uh, <laughs> and keep in mind, the uh, margin of error was negative three. So we're still not sure where those other two came from. But uh, all right. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been the Story Song Podcast. We'll be back next episode with another great story song. Follow us on the socials if you can, like uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you can leave us a five-star review, like Mr. Love Bajub over here, uh, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys again for listening. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cazell. We'll be back at you next time. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. 
Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. Michael, was the uh, was the Diana Ross thing just the fact that y- you said, oh, and do you have anything about Diana Ross in there? I just like to talk about Diana Ross. Oh. <laughs> it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.